Hi, welcome to Healing Chronic Illness with Marley. This is season two. This season, we're going to be interviewing some experts in the field. So join us on our journey back to health and wellness. Hey, tribe. It's Marley here. Thanks for joining today. I want to know how many of you who are listening in are that are searching to get well, feel better, calm and regulate their nervous system, overcome chronic illness, all of those things, which I believe that um, many of you are part of this podcast for those reasons. But I want to know which of you would raise your hand if I said, are you an empath? Do you take on other people's trauma, struggles, emotions, and are you, and it's not even on purpose. It's like, you're a magnet for it. I used to say when I had coworkers that would always come over to my office and just unload all of their heavy stuff, I would ask my husband, do I have my neon light plugged in over my forehead that says, please dump on me? And it'd be kind of a joke, but it really is because I'm very much an empath. And so I don't know if any of you all can relate to that, but I do think a lot of it has to do with our chronic underlying conditions is that we just absorb other people's stuff beyond what we can even contain of our own selves. So I wanted to talk to you today four reasons why people become empaths. And it's taken from the Empath Survival Guide by a psychiatrist, Dr. Judith Orlock. And these are her words. Why do people become empaths? Is it temperament, genetics, trauma, neglected, neglectful, excuse me, or supportive parental upbringing? As a psychiatrist and an empath, I've seen that the following four main factors can contribute to heightening one's sensitivities. Here's the reasons. Reason number one, temperament. Some babies enter the world with more sensitivity than others and inborn temperament. You can see it when they come out of the womb. They're much more responsive to light, smells, touch, movement, temperature, and sound. These infants seem to be empaths from the start. Reason number two, genetics. Also from what I've observed with my patients, some forms of sensitivity may be genetically transmitted. Highly sensitive children can come from mothers and fathers with the same inborn traits. Therefore, it is possible that sensitivity can also be genetically transmitted through families. Reason number three, this one is the one that caught my attention. And one of these days, when the time is right, I will probably author a book because I believe it's a bit of an epidemic issue and it keeps a lot of us stuck. That if you are an empath and you are raised by one or more narcissistic parents, it's very likely just one because usually two narcissists do not seem to coexist. Empaths and narcissists end up together in marriages a lot, and they generally are not healthy marriages. Oftentimes, the empath has to leave the narcissist behind. But what do you do when it is a parent? So, reason number three, trauma. Childhood neglect or abuse can affect your sensitivity levels as an adult. A portion of empaths I've treated have experienced early trauma, such as emotional or physical abuse, or they were raised by alcoholic, depressed, or narcissistic parents. This could potentially wear down the usual healthy defenses that a child with nurturing parents develops. As a result of their upbringing, they typically don't feel seen by their families and feel invisible in the greater world that doesn't value sensitivity. 
I feel that to the point that I could very well wipe a tear right in this moment. I'm not sure if you guys identify with that, but I certainly do. Reason number four, supportive parenting. On the other hand, positive parenting can help sensitive children develop and honor their gifts. Parents are powerful role models for all our children, especially the sensitive ones. In all cases, however, we empaths haven't learned to defend against stress in the same way as others do. We're different in that respect. A nauseous stimulus such as an angry person, crowds, noise, or bright light can agitate us since our threshold for sensory overload is extremely low. Now, when your nervous system is on high alert, you actually tend to lean into that empathetic role. And it's because your defenses are down. You absorb everything. It's like your immune system has opened both doors wide open and said, here, come at me. Um, and I remember being that ill. I was living with chronic pneumonia and I, my, I had an overwhelmed fungal infection. Of course, Lyme disease was wreaking havoc on me. I literally had no defenses. Could I handle noise, stimulus, motion, smells? No, none of it. It's like I absolutely had no skin on my body and I needed to put myself in a bubble to protect myself to recover. How do you do that? when you're in this world? Well, we do that through calming, regulating our nervous system and building resilience and flexibility. But us empaths have one heck of a time, particularly if you get thrown into mast cell activation or chronic inflammatory response. Any of those things, those stimuluses, they're just too much for the system. So are you an empath? Are you an introvert? Are you just in a chronically neuroinflamed state? It might be. Again, I don't want to focus on those things because we want to think about what's right instead of what's wrong. And oftentimes symptoms and labels um, can, you know, we can identify with them a little bit too strong. And I don't want to do that. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to be looking towards being safe in your own skin, okay? In all the cases, whether it's reason number one, two, three, or four, supportive parenting, trauma, genetics, learned behaviors, whatever it is, temperament, in all cases, empaths haven't learned to defend against stress in the same way as others do. Dr. Duda says that we're different in that respect. A nauseous stimulus such as an angry person, crowds, noise, or bright light can agitate us since our thresholds for sensory overload is extremely low. Now, I know I read that twice, but I wanted you to hear it twice because we just feel like our defenses are down. And again, it's because our resilience to stress is just not where it needs to be. If you've experienced early trauma or have been raised by abusive parents, it's important that you learn to feel safe enough to embrace your sensitivities now, wherever you are in your life, my friend. If you're an adult, if you're a senior citizen, if, where, if you're 20-something, if you're still at home listening to this, you have to learn to embrace your sensitivities now. Honor yourself. God gave you a compassionate heart that you're sensitive towards others. 
Now, we got to learn to put boundaries in place and know how to protect ourselves so, so that our own nervous system can trust us. But be thankful. Don't, don't fight who, who you are, your core values and the design that you are. Embrace who you are. And Dr. Judith says that part of this involves learning to set healthy boundaries with others and choosing positive people in your circle who can be supportive of your sensitivities. In addition, protection and centering techniques and meditations can help strengthen your core so you can be both strong and sensitive. I believe all those things are very, very possible for you. You might have a difficulty with meditation. You might have a difficulty quieting your mind. But guys, if you need to get on YouTube and study some basic somatic exercises and breathing techniques, or if you're able to practice mindfulness or meditation, or if you do have access to brain training with a neurooptimal system, that's my go-to. Anything that you can to calm and regulate your nervous system so that you feel comfortable in your own skin is very, very important. Just so that you can socially engage more with others, you might learn that you're not as introverted as you thought, that you could be actually energized in social situations instead of overwhelmed. Because think about it, if you truly are in a position where your, your defenses are down, whether it's your immune system or you've got high histamine levels or whatever, you become, uh, your, your toxin bucket just gets too full and the stimulus in the world around you just absolutely overwhelms your nervous system. So if you need to reel it back for a while, that's fine. I don't want you to ever feel like you're less than or don't compare to other people and don't even compare to yourself when you were younger. Just be in the here and now. Recognize that you've got some sensitivity issues and give yourself grace and give yourself peace. And then when your nervous system isn't beat up anymore because you're trying to keep up and you're frustrated that your health isn't where it needs to be or should be and that you're missing out on life and the FOMO's getting to you. Guys, just disengage and just allow your little empathetic selves to have some kindness from you, some kindness from your soul to your soul. And that you can thank your brain and thank your nervous system and thank your level of sensitivity for being the beautiful person that you are, sticking with your core values and, and knowing who you are and knowing that your sensitivities might have been learned, they might have been a trauma response, whatever it is, just embrace them and accept them and then move forward and get stronger and build resilience, okay? Hopefully that encourages you. If you need to get a hold of Dr. Judah's book, I encourage you to do so. It looks to be a great read. And one of these days, I might get my book started on being an empath with a narcissistic parent. But I'm just not in that season just yet. But one day, we'll see. Thank you, my tribe. God bless you. Till next time.